to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our Top 10 Albums of 2020 podcast. We will be doing a draft for our Top 10 Albums of 2020. So uh, we will be going through basically the Top 20 Albums of the year. And uh, Nate and I will be able to pick 10 of them. You can vote later which list is maybe closest to your list if you would like on our Instagram or Twitter. Um, We will also be going through... Some superlatives kind of for the year, talking about uh, the best EP, the best cover song, the best album cover, so on and so forth. So we've got a lot this episode, and we don't want it to be super long, so we're going to try to move through this pretty fast. Um, So Nate, you ready to jump in? Yes, sir. All right, let's start with some superlatives for the year. So we have a bunch of different categories we're going to go through, and we'll just start from the beginning and uh, and see if we can make our way through this. So, Nate, how about you start us off with your favorite cover song? Yeah, so this was probably the easiest to get um, some top selections just because there's not a lot of covers I listen to. And so I thought about potentially uh, Iris by Phoebe Bridgers and Maggie Rogers, which is a recent uh, election edition. I thought about um, With God on Our Side by Boynus Kite, but I think I'm going with Weird Fishes by Leanne Le Havas because it's a song that really perfectly fits on her record, and she adds... A lot of power and a lot of her own flair to the song and I think is just able to recreate it in a really cool way. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, so I thought about of Monsters and Men did Circles. I thought about Leanne Le Havis, Weird Fishes. I'm going with A Boy in His Kites with God on Our Side. Um, similar reasons, actually, to you. I feel like it fits the album really well. Still stands out on the album, I would say, more lyrically than anything that it definitely is different. But um, but I'm just blown away by how much he was able to change that song and make me like a Bob Dylan cover because I would not have thought that that would have been my thing. So uh, I'm going with that. So next up is favorite feature. Andrew, what's your favorite feature? So the first one is not a joke, although I believe people would would laugh. I didn't go with it, but I do really like Weird Al Yankovic joined uh, Portugal the Man on the song Who's Gonna Stop Me, and I really like that song. I really like uh, that feature. I also really like Kyle Durfee from Pianos Become the Teeth uh, joins on Caspian's uh, newest album. Yeah, on the song Nostalgist. But I am going to end up going with Bon Iver on Taylor Swift's uh, song Exile from Folklore. I just, I mean, that's, to me, that's like a weirdly, like, perfect uh, song and a cool album. And I just think Bon Iver joining on anything is probably going to work. So uh, that's my choice. Nate, what is your choice for favorite feature? Yeah, so I completely don't know how I forgot about the pianos feature. That's definitely uh, on near the top of my list. Also, um, 
the song Desolate by Gorillaz, which uh, features Fatumata Diawara. It's just such a cool, catchy song, and she adds such a a beautiful vocal performance. Um, but I'm actually going with uh, Baby Metal on Bring Me the Horizon's Kingslayer. Interesting. What what a combination. Like, yeah. I mean, the song is pretty heavy, and then Baby Metal, obviously Baby Metal is heavy in their own right, but Baby Metal is kind of utilized as it's soft and cute and just really light and ex- expressive addition, which just fits perfectly in the song. The song is so cool. I highly recommend it. It's funny. I almost thought about putting Amy Lee joining them on that same album. They have a lot of features on that album, but I do like yeah. your choice. I think I think it's a better, more unique one. Uh, but I'm also a sucker for anytime Amy Lee shows up in anything. I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to favorite music video. Nate, what's your favorite music video? So, I've had a hard time picking like my favorite, and so. The way I'm kind of navigating this is I'm trying to guess. If I think we're close, I'm trying to guess what your favorite is and pick the opposite. So I guarantee you're not going to get it. Okay, good. Because with Was a Boy in His Kite, was that actually your top cover? Uh, Yes, it was actually. Good. So that's why I picked Weird Fishes. I mean, it was between the two. So, okay. I'm glad we're not going to run into this problem here, though. Okay. so some music videos I loved were uh, Circle the Drain by Soccer Mommy. It's kind of a skate park, nine, 90s feel. Really loved it. Um, also, I know it's I, it's a lyric video, this next one, but it's really a music video. It's like an interpretive dance lyric video. I feel like the line between what's a music video is like so vague at this point and i'm fine keeping it vague like i want it to be open um but for the song bright abyss by john mark mcmillan so for a lot of the singles for his record maybe all the singles he had the same setting where it's somebody dancing with flags in front of this backdrop outside and it's a different dancer each time a different type of dance and the one for Bread Abyss was just my favorite of the group. But I'm going with the music video for Lo- um, the song Lost in Yesterday by Tame Impala. If you haven't seen that music video, it's this really interesting cyclical video. Definitely, like, some music videos are, like, just so cinematic and so just well shot high probably wicked high production costs um but anyways definitely my most recommended music video of the year andrew what about you so at least for me i would say this category was probably easy for my favorite but i didn't actually watch all that many music videos i feel like this year but in fairness in 2020 i think a lot of bands kind of forewent the normal music video so i did really like uh one of the first ones that stood out to me was 21 pilots level of concern because that was kind of the first like oh we're in quarantine like we're making a music video ourselves, like kind of like I don't know, like a very like DIY type music video, which I thought was cool. Um, I do like Justin Bieber's music video for Lonely. Um, it's, it's 
it's pretty cool. Um, and then my favorite is Harry Styles' song Adore You. Now, there is a music video and there's an extended music video, and I can't I can't suggest the extended version anymore. Like, to me, that's the music video. Um, it, to me, is one of the funniest and most unique music videos I've ever seen. It's honestly maybe my favorite music video of all time in oh, a certain wow. sense. It's like, again... You have to watch the extended version. It's like a mini a mini film. It's like seven minutes long, and the song's like four minutes long, so it's almost double the length. Um, but it is it is incredible. I feel like if you've seen it, you probably love it, or you're at least confused by it, and I'm fine with either of those. Next up, we have favorite radio hit or favorite top 40 banger, however you want to phrase it. So, Andrew, what are uh, what's your favorite radio hit? Yeah, so I thought about going with Cardigan uh, by Taylor Swift. I thought about Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. I like that song. I could have chosen any of this guy's songs because every time they're on the radio, I'm a fan. I get some people might be tired of it, but I just really like Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. That song always makes me smile. And I don't listen to radio that much, so it's not been killed for me. But I know people that listen to the radio might be even a little tired of it but yeah uh that's my favorite radio hit nate what's your favorite radio hit yeah so just to explain really quickly some of the logistics of this super quickly so even though um that record is from 2019 the record really took off on the radio this year yes and so a lot of those hits we're counting more for this year, even though yeah. technically it was released last year. Yep. Just to give some explanation. Yep. So I honestly thought about like a few different Harry Styles tracks. Um, I Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa as well. Um, also a new song by Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes I really like called Monster. I don't know if you've heard that. Yes. It talks a lot about um, just like growing up in fame and handling the pressures and temptations and everything really great song but i'm actually going to go with honestly the most obvious choice which probably a lot of people hate because it's so overplayed but i'm going with blinding lights by the weekend yeah it's like i think if you ignore how much it's been played i just think it's revolutionary in terms of combining so much old stuff with so many new influences and directions. It's so catchy. It's, I mean, that's why it's one of the best or most played songs of the year. And yeah, that's my pick. All right, Nate, what is your favorite Grammy nomination? So I originally thought about doing Kyoto as best rock song as my favorite Grammy nomination by Phoebe Bridgers. Then I thought, you know what, maybe I should do Best Alternative Album, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with Best New Artist of Phoebe Bridgers for my favorite uh, Grammy nomination. All right, Andrew, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Such a hard choice. <laughs> Man, Nate making the tough decisions over here. <laughs> so um, I, I fully echo everything that Nate just said. I had specified different artists for each category that I thought of. Like I did think like I'm glad that folklore is nominated for album of the year just because that's a good album. Um, 
for Tame Impala's album to be best alternative album, I thought was cool too. A even joke. though maybe what a joke. I even want <laughs> doing that. Um, I too went with Phoebe Bridgers as best new artist. I mean, how can you not like that? That's awesome. She deserves it fully, and I'll be upset if she doesn't win it. Even though I kind of feel like she's not going to because people are stupid, um, and that would fit like 2020. Like that would just make sense. All right, our next category is kind of weird. It's basically. What album grew on you the most from last year to this year? So what's your favorite album this year that's from last year? Yeah, so this was hard. There's a standout to win this, and Nate and I have talked about this most of this year because I I didn't talk about my winner at all last year. It wasn't even really on my radar. I didn't care that much. But I thought about putting Harry Styles, which came out after I'd already made my top 10 albums of the year, and I definitely would have put Fine Line in that list uh, had I known that uh, that it would be that good. I love that album. I even this year got more into JSOM, so Anit Co probably would have been in my top 10 if I had actually listened more. But again, both of those albums, it was not... Not quite the same. I'm actually going with the almost uh, new album, Fear Caller, that came out, I guess, towards the end of last year. And honestly, I kind of fell off the train for the almost. I didn't feel too much like I cared all that much. So I didn't even listen to it probably till either the end of 2019 or 2020. And then I'm like, this album is so good. And I definitely would have had it top 10 last year. I really like that album. So Nate, what's your favorite album that kind of grew on you this past year? So I thought about uh, this one record. It's called caretakers by Pete Yorn. So uh, Daywave produced it and I love Daywave and he kind of took this artist Pete Pete Yorn who's a songwriter and gave him this like Daywave flair and it's like this really cool combination and I absolutely love that record now I thought about Basking in the Glow by Oso Oso that's a record that grew on me so much and I connect with a lot now and just it's so catchy but also um, very rock heavy and just really up my alley. But I actually decided to go with the record that I knew a lot of people liked last year and I wanted to get into and I liked a few songs. But the record itself was so long and it was I just I just I had a hard time putting it on my list. But this year I fell in love with it. And it's the album Uncle Jazz by Men I Trust. This record's 22 songs long. But what's really cool about it, actually, and unique, is they kind of frame the album as like you're listening to a radio station. From the intro track to then there's another um, where it's like, you're listening to Uncle Jazz. It's like, and giving that radio feel makes the large amount of songs and more like you're listening to a radio station of Just Men I Trust. And it's more of a playlist record, but it fits aesthetically and it fits in theming. And anyways, I usually hate records like this, but I've grown to love it. All right, Nate, our next category is favorite comeback album. Yeah, so I thought about, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to, I'm only going to give two records uh but 
I want to do one, but I think you might do it potentially, but I'm going to do it for different reasons. So I'm going to mention Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, obviously, Folklore is a really good record, really strong. I don't think I like it as much as you do, but I think it's really solid and I really come to enjoy it. Um, but partially why it's on here is just because of how bad Lover was. Um but Lover had some good tracks, but I don't know. I Since 1989, after 1989, I'm just like, no Taylor. And this has just brought me back on the Taylor train a little bit. Um, but I'm actually going to go with You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere by The Districts. Um, their record uh, before this was called Popular Manipulations. And the record before that, I forget what, I forget if it was self-titled. Or what it was called. But their first record, I and I, you have to believe me, I love it. Even though I totally am blanking on what it's called. Um, it's really strong, really catchy. Um, it's like just a really strong rock album. But Popular Manipulations, I mean, there's a song or two I liked. But I just never really got it. And maybe it's a good record. And I just, I'm, if you guys like it, that's awesome. But... It just didn't connect with me. And then I think the Districts released their best record yet with You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere. Um, it's a record that was released earlier in the year that I didn't give a chance because of popular manipulations. And as we were putting our list together for this episode, I was like, you know what? I actually have to listen to this like, and give it a real chance and just absolutely blown away by it. All right, Andrew, what about you? Yeah, so I thought about going with Red's new album, Declaration. Red mm, has let me down in the past, and I thought it was actually a pretty good album for them, um, uh, step in the right direction towards maybe what I would want from them. Um, this was actually a really strong contender, kind of out of nowhere. I really like the Word Alive's new album, Monomania. Um, I have not cared about the Word Alive for a long time. Um, just, I don't know, the albums are like, felt predictable and fine to me and this album actually like has some really really good stuff on it like it's definitely on my list of like favorite albums of the year it's it's really really good album and uh and so that was a step in the right direction but i did go with taylor swift's folklore i agree everything after 1989 has been trash i would almost say lover might even be worse than reputation even though lyrically i like it more I realized that I actually some of the songs to me are just the cheesiest thing where reputation. I had probably three or four songs that I was like, ah, yeah, change the lyrics. And I like the song for lover. I don't think I really, truly liked more than one. (laughs) Like I did not like that album at all. Um, But both reputation and lover, in my opinion, are just trash and folklore is really good. So uh, I would love if she stayed in that vein more. I think she's better at songwriting for that folksy style anyway. So, yeah, that's my favorite comeback. So next up, we have favorite album cover. So, Andrew, what's your favorite album cover of the year? Yeah, album cover is always the most subjective uh, pick here. And it, to be fair, there's a lot of albums, and I kind of tried to do this off the top of my head like which ones do I just love and think look awesome so I could have gone with Phoebe Bridger's Punisher I think that's a cool looking album cover I could have gone with Vacations Forever in Bloom I actually really like that one but I went with Tame Impala's The Slow Rush I just think it's a cool album cover it like 
literally is just the perfect vibe for Tame Impala. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite album cover. How about you, Nate? Yeah, so I thought about Punisher as well. Um, I really like This Empty Town by Jaguar Sun, the little cat. It's just... I love that little cat. <laughs> um, but I actually went with the slow rush as well. Um, I think the slow rush is not that great of an album. Andrew and I definitely disagree on this. <laughs> um, I'm like currents all the way by 85 miles, but the album cover's so good. And like, I just love the colors. I love the, the house. I love the imagery. I just love everything about it. It's just the actual music itself. I'm not too high on. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like bad. It's just just subpar compared to Currents for me. All right, Nate. What is your favorite song of 2020? So this is. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm like now. I'm having a tricky. I'm like, do I steal a song that? I think Andrew will do. Uh, I'm kind of tempted now. now. now you know, because earlier I was trying to dodge it, but now I'm just like, I kind of want to take it. Um, all right. So I think I'm going to take it. So I thought about Candy by Holy Fawn. Holy Fawn is, if I had to pick my favorite upcoming artists like they might or band they might be it they're definitely in the conversation i'm they have one full-length record out and this one little ep and i'm just longing for a new record i'm so in love with them andy schaff he released neon skyline this year a record which i think is a big letdown compared to the party but one of my favorite andy schaff songs is on it fire truck but i'm gonna go with Andrew, do you know how this is going to end? Because I know the end. Uh, I hate you. Five Phoebe Bridgers on Punisher. Freaking um, hate you, man. I mean, I think this is like in the all-time stratosphere. And for me, not really loving this year in music as much as most years. I think 2020 was a little bit of a down year. Though there's a lot of great stuff, I just think comparatively. I think this was definitely an example of an all-time song that came from it. You you suck. I hate you. Um, <laughs> well, you can still pick. I picked Sam and Paula's album cover after you did. I know. And but I'm it was kind of a dispassion. It. it was still a dispassionate pick. I'm still going to pick it. Um, honestly, when I thought of favorite song... This was really hard. Like, I really hate this category, but it's, like, a lot of fun. Um, I hate it because it's so hard to pick a favorite song from an entire year with so many great songs. And for me, the first one that stood out to me was Phoebe Bridgers' I Know the End. So I'll give some other, I guess, honorable mentions that I had thought about. Um, I really like El Capitan, uh, Colony House. That song, to me, is just really awesome. And then a song that I realized... Uh, more recently that actually could be my favorite song is actually Silent Planet Song Trilogy. Yep. They made, they were in like my top five on this. I like just cut cut that song. That song is honestly one of my favorite Silent Planet songs right now. So, so that's a big deal too. So I'll, I'll lean a little bit more that way. Not that I'm picking it, but just I'll I'll promote that one as well. So, um, so many good songs. So many good songs, but Nate had to take mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, 
Last up, before we get into top 10 albums of the year, or our draft, um, we have favorite EP of the year. So, Andrew, what's your favorite EP? Yeah, um, so I thought about Max Band's uh, new EP, Top of the Stairs, that just came out. We are recording this early December here, so... Also, keep in mind with albums or EPs or songs, there might still be albums or things coming up that we don't know about, similar to maybe Harry Styles last year or something that, like, it's coming out too late to make this list that will actually have to go till next year. Um, I haven't listened to that EP enough to make it my favorite, but I do really like it. It's a good EP. And then I thought about Jones, uh, EP Cloudy. Nate sent me that, and I just think it's a really, really cool EP. But my favorite EP of the year is Mini Trees' Slip Away. I think that's about as perfect an EP as you can get. Um, We got to interview Mini Trees. She's just, Lexi's the best. And so it was a lot of fun. And honestly, we listen to these albums when we do interviews a bunch. And so usually when we finish, I like kind of put albums or eps on the back burner because i've listened to it like 20 times in a row and like nothing else but i actually keep going back to slip away and listening to it which just has to has to mean something when normally that's not the case uh for things so um nate what's your favorite ep of 2020 yeah so i thought about eliza and the delusionals uh their ep a state of living in an objective reality a uh, very solid EP. I also thought, obviously, like the battle for the top pick was definitely tied and really close. But with um, with Mini Trees and Slip Away EP, um, that's a great pick. But I ended up going with Holy Fawn, The Black Moon. Technically, I think it's titled as a single, but it's three tracks, and I'm calling it an EP. If sue me, I don't. I mean, I'll I'll hire some lawyers and we'll go to court, and I'll put a lot of money down the drain, and the judge will be like, "This is the dumbest case ever," and throw it out, and it'll be a giant waste of time. And but maybe we can go get some coffee and hang out and get to know each other better. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, the three songs just all extremely solid, and um, I'm just. I know I said this before, I'm just so, holy fawn, please release another record, please, just do it. Okay, now we're going to head into our top 10 albums of 2020, it's a draft style. One thing I'd like to clarify is as we go through the draft... We are going to state whether each pick is a part of our real top 10 or not. And we're going to say which position it holds. So, for instance, if for the number one pick, Andrew picked Dua Lipa's new record, I would say, oh, that made my top 10 as well. It's number three. Or if it didn't make it, I would say, oh, that didn't make my top 10. And so by the end... I'm assuming we'll, yeah, we'll have both shared our top 10 and at some point, and then we will just go through the list again of our draft, but also what our actual top 10 is. 
So Andrew got first pick. How did I get first pick? Nate. There was a vote, and <laughs> Andrew paid a bunch of people off on Instagram. But yeah, I'm super broke now. This was super important to me. Yeah, to get the first pick, so I paid a bunch of people. It was worth it, though. I'm sure. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Andrew, what yeah. what are you going with for the first pick? This is really hard because we've talked about um, stealing each other's picks and the risk of if I try to steal an album from you, like try to guess your one or two or like get that, I'm at risk of you stealing my one or two. And so, oh, you know what? I'm too afraid. Am I too afraid? I think I'm higher on this album than you, but I'm not sure. Okay. I'm just going to take it. I'm taking a boy in his kite. The path became a ghost. So that is my number one this year. Nate, is that on your top Did it make my list? I don't know. Yes, it did make my list. I actually have it at number eight. So it's a bit lower. Yeah. I thought I was higher than you on it, but I was still too afraid. Yeah. But I mean... It's a really, really, really solid record. I think part of the thing for me is more like it's such an abrasive and immersive experience, not abrasive, embrasive, um, where I kind of really just like listening to that record as a whole. And I don't like I like just listening just to the record. And so I haven't had a lot of opportunities recently to just sit down and listen to music it's more been uh, i haven't been driving much and so i don't know i think i haven't listened to it as much because of that um which is why it's fallen a bit but so high quality what's what's maybe your favorite part of the record um i think the mixture of of music and lyrics to it the amount of intentionality you can tell with every song that it's really well thought through they're in my opinion, the weakest song is still incredible. There's there's really no standout like, oh, I wish there wasn't this track. I realized, so I have the vinyl for it and was just listening to it recently. I realized when I kind of listen to the vinyl, I'm like freshly excited for every new song, uh, which is a cool thing because sometimes with the vinyl, it's not like you can skip a song. So sometimes you get to a song and you're kind of like, you know what? I like the song, but I'd rather it move on to the next. The nice thing with with that album is how consistent it is, and I am blown away musically by this album. I just think it has some of the coolest musical stuff on it, and um, one of my highlights was honestly our interview with Dave Wilton. That was a lot of fun too. So that probably helps uh, the album as well. I just feel like he's one of those top notch human beings that's like impossible not to like, and so. Yeah, I love that album. Nate, you ready for pick two? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm going to go with a record that I think is really high on both of our lists. And Dang it. I'm going with Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Dang it. Um, it's number three on my list, but really high. I mean, it could have been higher, could have been, I mean, probably couldn't have been much lower. Um, so great. Uh Pretty comparable to Stranger in the Alps in terms of quality. I still like Stranger in the Alps a little bit better, but 
Um, she's really shooting off into the in the sky with her fame at this point. But she, at her core, she's still a extremely indie songwriter um, that just has a lot of the songwriting style and aesthetic and just ability that we are drawn to. Um, vocally, lyrically, I think her lyrics are top notch. Um, vocals top notch. Nothing really bad about this record at all. But Andrew, what's what's one of your favorite things about the record? And where and where was it? If, was it on your list? And where was it? It was. Otherwise, I think I'd get <laughs> laughed off the podcast. It's number four. Uh, nice. So we're we're neck and neck. Um, I. I would have a hard time putting it higher, but I totally understand um, putting it higher. I I love the album. I think it's it's perfect. I like it maybe a hair more than Stranger in the Alps, maybe. But it's also hard because there's some nostalgia with Stranger in the Alps that like that's still hard to overcome. So I'm trying to like keep that in mind. But but my favorite part. I mean, I picked. I know the end is my favorite song of the year. So. Let's just say that's my favorite part of the album. It's like, it's just, it's a perfect song. It's insanely good. And it makes me even more excited to hear more Phoebe Bridgers in the future. All right, Andrew, what's your second pick? So I'm going with one that I feel like is also super high for you. I feel more confident that this is high for you. I am going with Tyson Motzenbacher's Someday I'll Make It All Up to You. This is my third favorite album of the year, and I know at one point it was your favorite, but that was early in the year, so I'm curious to see if it has lasted that long. So, Nate, is it in your top ten, and if so, where is it? So, I picked Punisher because I thought it would be your second favorite album of the year, and I just got a little greedy, you know? But, I mean, I think... The, the silver lining is I think the record will do well in terms of people, people's votes and my support True. for the pick. True. Like, True. Definitely You're going to get, get most of the votes because of Phoebe. Yeah. But um, that's that's my n- number one record of the year. Tyson Motzenbacher, Someday I'll Make It All Up To You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought say- I might have sniped it. I almost did. That was almost my first pick. But I was too afraid to lose a boy in his kite. Well, and you know what? I'm like, now I'm just going for broke with my next pick. I'm not picking yet, but I'm like, yeah. I'm just trying to snipe your pick. I'm not even picking albums I like. Oh, next, I know where you're next, going I'm next. Next, I'm going to Paula. You know I'm going to Paula <laughs> Because it's like, even though I don't like the album, <laughs> I'm picking it just to F you over. Um, but anyways, um, Andrew, um, for me, I mean, it's the songwriting. I mean, it's the songwriting, the storytelling, his cadences, the the melodies. It's I mean, he's just such a great storyteller. So visual, um, so heartfelt, so honest. Um, it's for me the one album that like if we're doing tiers, there's like S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, D tier, all that stuff. This is like the one S tier album of the year for me. That like top, top, top tier. Um, which makes me even like look more stupid for not picking it, but it's all fun and games. But yeah, Andrew, what, what about the record really jumps out to you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, I have to say at the core, it's just a singer songwriter album. Um, but it feels so much more 
than that. But I mean, you just feel like you're taken on a journey with each song. You're learning a new story. You're learning more about Tyson, more about his songwriting. Um, and I feel like most singer songwriter albums are more lyrically special than they are musically special. And usually that's the kind of favor, like they favor that side more is like, Hey, let me make sure my lyrics are perfect. I still would say Tyson's lyrics are probably the best part of the album, but I do notice a lot, a lot of thought put into the actual music behind his lyrics. And so I just think, again, it's my third favorite album of the year. It's incredible. I think it's just, yeah, it's basically perfect. And for Tyson, I feel like this has now shot him into that like sphere for me of like whenever he puts anything out, I'm going to be like super pumped to listen to it. Yeah, definitely. So, Nate, what is your second pick? Are you uh, are you just uh, taking tame? What are you doing? No, I'm not going to take tame. I can't stoop right. that low. Yeah, um, well, that hurts. <laughs> um, no, I just mean more just like in the... That has nothing to do with tame. More just no, like, I know. I'm not gonna pick something solely to. You hate tame Impala. Everyone vote against to sabotage me he hates you. Tame Impala. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with a record that's not wicked high on my list, but is rising. And so, like, it's a record that maybe even by the end of the year I would like have much higher. Um. And I think it's probably high for you as well. I'm going self-titled Leanne Le Havas, um, a just extremely well sung, but also well, I don't, I don't want to say uh, just a really well arranged album. Like I, it's the type of record where even though it's like, there's so many different styles of, uh, singer songwriter R&B a little bit of jazz feel um, a little bit of rock in it like there's all these different styles but my first thought is not even about the styles of the music it's about the arrangements and I think that's something that like when an artist makes you do that focus on the arrangements more than the styles I think it shows that they're like onto something in terms of um, the construction of the record um, yeah Incredible album. Did it make your top 10? Yes. And it is my sixth favorite album of the year. So you were correct. It is really high um, on my list. I agree with everything you have to say. I actually don't have uh, much else to mention as far as that album goes. The arrangements are perfect. Her voice is perfect. Uh, It is just great. All right. For my third pick... I'm trying a little bit to snipe you a little <laughs> bit, but I don't know. This is actually hard because I feel very much like my list is very different than yours. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm thinking we're – I'm surprised Leanne was that close, actually, for us. Yeah. So I'm going to just take my second favorite album, knowing at some point you could snipe it because it's going to be sitting out there. Uh, my second favorite album of this year is Colony House's album, I knew What's Lost it. Behind. And I was really afraid that you'd snipe it, and I just I won it for myself. So, um, so yeah, that's my second favorite album. It's to date, it's my favorite Colony House album, and I have loved Colony House's previous albums. So I just feel like it's basically perfect Colony House. So Nate, did Colony House make your list? Before I answer that, 
I think you're going to get a lot of the fan vote from that being on your list. I think you have Phoebe though, so true. It's but we an got uphill battle for me. We got a lot of a lot of people loving loving that Colony House. Um, so that did not make my top ten. However, is it eleven? Uh, potentially, like it's right there, and I think it's not a quality thing. Like it, it's more of just I think a taste thing in the sense of like I just found myself attracted to um, different records and even albums that might be a little less in quality potentially, but. Um, yeah, that was a great interview with with Caleb. I mean, was pretty surreal to be honest. And um, I love how it's a concept record. I love all the different risks they take, and such a good album. All right, um, I'm gonna. This is a protection pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Marigold by Pine Grove. Mm-hmm. My guess is, if I had to guess, I'm guessing it's album nine on your list. So, you are incorrect. Okay. Um, It did not make my top ten. I like the album a lot. I respect it a lot. But for me, this is a more competitive year than for you. So, so it did not make my list. Uh, However, I cannot blame you for taking it. Nate, where on your list is it? I have it at four. Pine Grove's one of my favorite bands. And though I think it's uh, a step back for them slightly, it's it's like saying Tom Brady's having a bad game. It's like or, a bad game for Brady's still a great game for a lot of other quarterbacks. Not really. I mean, a bad game for Brady can be pretty bad. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Andrew, what's your fourth pick? I'm actually kind of curious to see where this album lands for you. So I'm picking, it's my 10th album of the year, but I think it's going to be higher for you. I'm fairly certain, but I could be wrong. I'm going to go with Sufjan Stevens' The Ascension. Nate, is that album in your top 10? Did not make my ah, list. Dang it. Dang yep. it. See, I, I, th- I thought you're you're probably a bigger Sufjan fan than I am between the two of us. I really like this album, but I know that it's a little polarizing for Sufjan fans in the sense of do you like chill Sufjan or do you like electronic Sufjan? Those are two kind of different Sufjans you already have. Like this is not Carrie and Lowell Sufjan. This is different. So it didn't make your list. Uh, and I wasted my pick in that sense because it just <laughs> just made my list. Um, but I do like the album. It's good. So prediction time. I would not be surprised at all if next year when we do albums from 2020 that grew on me in 2021, that's there. I just think I view that record as you're chipping away and it's just like because it's so weird and so crazy and so all over the place and it's so long. It's really a task listening to that thing. Um but I think once it becomes more normalized and I don't have to work as hard and I can just listen to the songs knowing them extremely well, I mean, I would not be surprised if it grows on me a ton. All right, Nate, what's your fourth pick? Um, all right, uh, my next pick. I don't know if this is going to make your top 10. 
I don't think it will. From, but maybe it will. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be. I, I'm going to go uh, album nine again. That's my guess for you. I'm going Jaguar Sun, the Sumpty Town. Uh, it's number uh, six on my list. Only eight tracks, a little sparse, but I just have great memories of going to Pennsylvania with my wife and listening to this album and actually driving around to my grandparents' town in Montoursville, which is this small town just in the beautiful summer with driving by cornfields, but also mountains and hills. And I went um, cliff diving, cliff jumping, I mean, with uh, my one friend, Will, and just like a lot of great memories with this record. And what's cool is that's kind of what the record is about, about making these nostalgic memories um, with your friends. So it's kind of poetic, but love the record. And what a great interview um that was as well but andrew did it make your list and if so where was it it just missed it yeah it just missed it um yeah i i had a hard time not putting it on there i honestly think a few more songs would have would have helped because it is consistent the whole way through but it's also hard for me to put it above albums that are consistent the whole way through and have more songs so it's just it's it's really tight honestly that range that range for me in like the 10 to 15 anything in that range could have made my top 10 if that makes sense like i think that there's five albums that didn't make my top 10 that i'm like i was trying really hard to make my top 10 uh and i just couldn't so all right so for my fifth pick i'm actually really curious where this album also lands there's two albums i think are pretty high for you i think there's one that's higher for me and i want to go with that one even though i think you're higher on another one so i'm gonna pick soccer mommy's color theory that for me is my seventh favorite album of the year but i'm really curious where it's at for you so nate where is soccer mommy's color theory for you not on my list. Ah, dang it. <laughs> dang it. Yeah. Uh, definitely in that next group. Like, So I have 20 records here. So does Andrew. We kind of have our top 10 and then that next group right there. And it's on that next group. It's right there. Um, I would have picked it at some point, but nope, did not quite make my list. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with an album that I think is on both of our lists. We have, have we, hey, we didn't get Jaguar Sun. We didn't get Pine Grove. We didn't get Color Theory. We didn't get The Ascension. There's four straight albums that has been on one of our lists, but not the other. So I'm going Forever in Bloom by Vacation. Yep. Um, That's number nine on my list, but um, incredible record. I mean, it's indie rock with a bit of indie pop. And just the type of record that makes you, I mean, a lot of these records make you feel this way, but I think it's potentially the best example of a record that makes you miss concerts. I think Colony House's um, record is similar. Just like, I'd love to go to a show, a vacation show, and just dance around and sing along to this record. It's that type of energetic, upbeat, awesome show, live show record. But, uh, But yeah, it sounds like I made your list. It did. It's my number eight, so I'm just a hair higher than you on that album. It's is a great album. Super consistent. I just 
can't say enough about it. Um, yeah, it was a great interview as well. I don't know. It was just, uh, I love that album. And I agree. Makes me miss concerts a whole lot. Um, I'm curious. We're like entering the winter, and I view that as a summer spring album. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how it'll hold up in the winter here. Um, but it's uh, it's held up through every season so far. So expecting that same thing for winter. All right. For my sixth pick. So for me, there's one that's that's higher that I'm going to just take here, and I know I'm higher on the album than you are, and there's a little conversation we will have about it, so Nate knows where I'm going now. I'm going to pick Kevin Crowder's album, Full Hand. That is my fifth album of the year. But before I get into talking about the record, we just wanted to say something really quickly. So for those of you who don't know, some stuff came up with Kevin's band Hoops and how they handled a past band member's poor conduct while they were in the band. So feel free to look it up online if you're interested in learning more. But for this pick, we decided to separate the art from the artist. We'll continue to have conversations about how to navigate through the gray of listening to artists that have made questionable or even poor life decisions that have harmed others. We do hope that Kevin takes ownership, apologizes for his part in the situation, and hopefully can come out on the other end a better person. Um, So that's all we're going to say about that. But as far as the album goes, I just really, really love this album. I think it's a really strong album. Uh, Toss Up was an excellent album, and Full Hand was just a really great follow-up to that. It's really consistent throughout. It really feels like he's honed in his own style on this album. And so I just really like this album. So, Nate, is it part of your top ten? Yeah, so didn't make my list, but it's in that next group of records. Um, It's right there. Um, I would say from a music standpoint, the best songs on this record are up there with the best songs on any record this year for me. But I think the album as a whole became a little choppy and a little inconsistent for me in terms of its flow. And I also think I'm still comparing it to Toss Up, which I don't want to do. But Toss Up, I just think, is a much superior record, which I love and doesn't have those same problems. So maybe I'll get over the comparison or... Maybe I'll start to appreciate more of those songs. Also, the timing of when music comes out matters because this was a record that came out. We, I mean, it came out in February and we were listening to it in January. And so you listen to something for a while like that and then you don't listen for it for a while. So the timing of doing this at the end of the year when I haven't listened to it for six months, it's bad timing, I think, too. Where maybe at the beginning of next year when I start heading into January and get nostalgic towards listening to the record, I might feel differently. Okay, Um, my six is going to be a record that I think we'll both have, but maybe not. And it's going to be On Circles by Caspian. It is 10 on my list. And it would be higher, I think, if it was a few more tracks. And that's not like... (laughs) 
It's just a preference thing. It's not a quality thing. Like, this album is 47 minutes long, which is longer than most records. But I think, like, because I loved each song and, like, I loved the journey it took you on, for it to, like... and. For it to really hit that next level, I just wanted it to be 10 tracks at least and really feel like uh, Dust and Disquiet. And again, it's tough not to compare. I'm really not trying to compare, but I can't help but compare. <laughs> so, Andrew, um, what was that on your list? And if so, where was it? So Caspian did not make my list. Similar reason to Jaguar Sun. Again, it's in that 10 to 15 range right there where it's like it could have been... Um, but I chose obviously Sufjan at 10. Um, it's a great album. I really love it. I will say when I go back to it, because each song is so long, I probably pick and choose the song. And now I probably have pick and chose almost every song to go back to individually, but I very rarely actually get time to listen to the full record, um, uh, there. So I don't know. It's it's hard. Caspian's one of those really hard bands to actually rank for me because it's so good, but they're also so unique. You almost have to put them in their own category. It's hard to compare it to like anyone else here on our list. Like, how do you compare that to Phoebe Bridger's album? They're just so different. So, um, I love the album. Great choice, but not on my list. All right, uh, this is where it's getting tricky because I actually only have one more top ten album on my list but i'm not sure it's in your top 10 so i'm gonna try to wait for it there's an album i'm fairly certain is in your top 10 but again anything at this point's not in my top 10 so i'm trying to figure out if i want to snipe it i i'm gonna try i'll give it a shot i'm gonna go with barty strange's album live forever that just missed my top 10 um it's a great album though it at least for me it's reminding me of like king's kaleidoscope a little bit but like i don't know i think it's that vein of like that style for me that like it's kind of scratching it's awesome he's got a great voice great great vibe a little bit like a little grunge rock at times like it's kind of really cool um so neat did bartice make your top 10 no i would say it's in the exact same spot <sighs> for for me as it is for you um so all over the place and I say that in such a great way um very dynamic all its different styles powerful vocalist but extremely talented musician um yeah definitely I'll also love the album artwork um not enough good yeah. things to say about the record um yeah it just missed for me all right I'm gonna go with a record there's two records left on my top 10 and I'm just trying to protect because you're you're clearly trying to to snipe to, to snipe. Yeah. So I'm going with Shore by Fleet Foxes. That's uh, number five on my list. I don't think it's on your list because you would have picked it there because you know that I like this record. Um, however, just solid Fleet Foxes album. Every al- Fleet Foxes album is solid. Every Fleet Foxes album is like really great in its own way and um this is all the same i just really like it it's on the longer side and it also is a record that i'm still getting to know still getting used to and it feels to me more as a summer record in terms of its uh 
just like sounds and stuff. And so I, I'm more looking forward to listening to it next next summer and really diving deep in. Sure, the the uh, water, the ocean, <laughs> summer, all that stuff. So we have three records left a piece. Andrew, what's your number eight pick? This is hard. This is actually probably one of the hardest. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with Taylor Swift's Folklore. I didn't want to lose that one, even though it's not in my top ten. Um, it just missed out as well. Um, I'm, I don't think it's in your top ten, but there's two albums there, so I was just taking a guess. Um, nope. So, uh, so Nate, not in your top ten. What's your pick? Yeah, so I'm going to, again, all I'm thinking about is protection right now. Um, <laughs> it's going to make a joke. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with Peopled with Dreams by John Mark McMillan. Dang it. I love this album a lot. Um, I think it's extremely strong, extremely solid. Um, honestly, the, the only reason it didn't make my list was stylistically i have a few too many singer songwriters already and i wanted it's not simply that i wanted to add variety but it's almost like i needed to add variety um it my list felt too single dimensional and i wanted more of a difference that's why caspian made it and like a record like this didn't um i probably like this record a little more than caspian's record but if I'm thinking of my top 10 as this unique independent list, I just wanted to have that variety in there. Um, but yeah, I think a great record by John Mark. And it, for me, I wasn't a big fan of Mercury and Lightning, unlike you. So for me, it's a step back in the right direction. Um, more like Borderlands, which I really love by him, which is my favorite record by him. All right, Andrew, uh, it didn't make your list, I'm assuming. It, it did. You took it my did. last one. You took oh, my last yes. one. I'm pretty pissed about this, actually, at this point. I was so sure I didn't go John Mark last. I was going to do him this this next pick. Um, but I was like, it didn't make Nate's list, so Nate's not going to, like... And I didn't know, like... We haven't talked, I feel like, enough about that album to, like, really know our thoughts, but I felt like I knew enough. It's not your pick. So I that's why I was doing my Hail Mary of maybe Taylor made it. Like maybe it was just just made it. Um I shouldn't have done the Hail Mary. I should have gone with John Mark McMillan. It is my <laughs> ninth favorite album of the year. It's my nine. So so my top ten's cleared out. Nothing else you can do. Nice. You, uh, I still have one left. We'll, we'll see know. if you can get Which, my, my one last. I, I'm having a hard time because there's an album I'm fairly certain is in your top ten. But it's not actually in my top 20. But in fairness, I haven't actually listened to it enough. And so it's like a real Hail Mary to jump to. Well, it's it's the thing is, though, and to be honest, like... It's a Hail Mary, but it's not. And what yeah. I mean by that is you're not risking anything. Like True. all your top 10 albums are already taken. Like maybe True. you want to pick like something that's. I, I do want to pick something in that 13, higher. 14 range. Because I do have something literally that's listed at 13 that's not been picked, which I guess I could pick at 9 or at 10, sorry. Unless I pick. I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Hail Mary. 
Ugh. I'm torn between two albums. All right. The two albums I'm torn between, the artists have the same exact ending name. And I feel like it's one of them. Now I'm curious. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to guess and that maybe Nova Amores cannot be whatsoever. Not in my top ten. Dang it. Dang it, dang it. And you also you also just showed your hand. You also I just did. showed your freaking hand. Yeah. Telling me you're picking between two. Yeah, and it's probably the other one, so <laughs> you're probably taking it. Uh, so wait, what's the name of that Novo Amore record? I've listened oh, to it. Freaking just just salt in the wound, Nate. Is that I pick salt in the I wound, pick, Nate? That's the no, name. it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's called Cannot Be Whatsoever. And you're just rubbing it in now. I pick it and you're like, dude, I don't even know the name of the album. Dude. Like you're so far off, I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> dude, that, that album cannot be whatsoever on my top ten. <laughs> okay, so you were just setting up yourself. You were trying to like kill me. Uh, All right, Nate, what's your your ninth pick? All right, I mean, I wasn't planning on picking this at this spot, but I'm gonna go Touche Amore. Amore. I'm gonna go with Lament. Uh, I love this band. I think this record is very solid. Um, it's a record I haven't listened to a lot. Uh, it's came out later in the year, and so definitely could be a grower for me. Um, but also what's nice, too, is it itches that heavy, like, easily the heaviest record pick so far. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Oh, far, I mean, yeah. Caspian would be the next closest, but Caspian doesn't have that vocal harshness that uh, Touche has. And so... Yeah, so where, where where is this record for you? I know it's not in your top ten, but... Yeah, I actually have... I, I have not listened to it as much as even Nova more. Uh, they're literally neck and neck, but they're literally at 22 and 23. So, like, not... Neither of them made even my top 20, but in fairness to both of them, I didn't listen enough for them to make that. So, um Man, now I feel stupid taking it. I hope that a lot of people like Nova Moore's album and they look and they're like, dude, he got Nova Moore at nine. Sweet. <laughs> um, that's what our listeners apparently sound like, too. They're all like bros from like Jersey. <laughs> but, all right. Um, so this is my last pick. So I just have to go with the one that's highest on my list at this point. Um, you don't have any in your top 10, do you? Did we clear that out? I mean,. You've either been paying attention or you haven't. I'm not gonna say anything to Actually I think there is one on your top ten, but I'm I'm tired of trying to guess. <laughs> uh I can't remember what you just said anyway about if this album even made your top ten. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Coin's album Dreamland. Uh that's my thirteenth favorite album of the year. Um now makes my top ten, so I feel good about that. Feel good that I could squeeze it in my top ten. Um yeah, it's a great album. Coin honestly is one of the most consistent bands I feel like at this point where like just consistently like I mean if you don't like Coin then consistently bad for you but for me they're consistently good. They put this album out early this year and they literally just released an EP so like they're just putting out music which is cool. I I like when bands put out music, you know. That's kind of kind of a big deal. Um so 
that finishes off my picks. Nate, you get the final pick. All right. I'm going to pick my second favorite album of the year, which uh, I was guessing you weren't going to guess, though I did kind of reveal my hand a little bit in terms of best comeback record. And it is, you know, I'm not going anywhere by the districts, a Lidditz, yeah. Pennsylvania band, um, which is right in Andrew's neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, Andrew hasn't listened to this record yet. Um, so it's not that he doesn't like it. It's yeah. He, he, I mean, he might not like it, but he hasn't listened yet. Andrew, I legitim. If I, it's funny. So we have obviously extremely similar tastes and we talk a ton about music but this record is the record that i fell in love with over the past week so we haven't had the chance to talk and i also have hit it because i didn't want you to know that i would put it in my top 10 but um jerk yeah yeah dude too the fact that like i couldn't guess your number two with how much we do talk about music, I, I know we always joke that we never talk or anything, but, like, that's impressive. Yeah. That's you know, impressive. You pulled one it. over me. But uh, what I was going to say, though, is, Andrew, I think you'd really like this record. And I think most of you listening would like this record as well. Yeah. I'm going to listen. Probably when this is over, I'm going to cry a little bit while <laughs> I'm listening to this uh, album. Well, um, well, Andrew, you know I'm not going anywhere. So. <laughs> So I'm curious, in your top 20, so I have four albums in my top 20 that were not picked. Um, how many do you have? I, I think we should just go over them. Yeah, I actually only have two. Okay, um, cool. So we're pretty... So what are your two? Um, one is the record Melee by Dogleg. Um, triple Crown bands, um, heavier bands, Definitely closest to Touche Amore on this list. Definitely. But my favorite of the ones I didn't mention, and actually like this record more than Touche's record, which I picked, but I only picked it because I thought it was that 13 record for you, um, is the record Floral Prince by the artist Field Medic. It's more of a singer-songwriter record. It's like an S. Carey record. If S. Carey was like way more like self-produced chill willing to be a little less like pure and like perfectionist and willing just to be leave it a little more open leave it a little more out there and then just like a little bit more twang a little bit more folk um but i love this record it's definitely Probably the record that's grown on me recently, the second most behind the district's record. Um, so, yeah, really love that record. Andrew, what are your four? Yeah. So, Tame Impala is a slow rush. And granted, these are literally 17, 18, 19, 20. So, like, they are, like, technically the last four. Right Dude, here. imagine how much of an idiot I just realized. Imagine how much of an idiot. You would have had such a great time if I picked Slow Rush. It Dude, was in like you almost three. did. I thought it was you in your top three. Did, I legitimately did. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of like, yeah, it's seventeen. So like, <laughs> please pick it. it. <laughs> I would like that would be like the dumbest. Oh, it, yeah. it would have been so yeah. embarrassing. But yeah, uh, Tame Impala's The Slow Rush, The Killers, Imploding the Mirage. Love that album. Uh, Laney's new album, Mama's Boy, 
And then I mentioned this album earlier, but my 20 is The Word Alive, Monomania. Um, I just think it's a cool album. I think it's good. So um, so all those albums that we just mentioned, the six albums that were not picked, um, really good albums. So you can check them out as well. And as we close, uh, we're just going to recap uh, the draft. So recap the albums we picked for the draft, but more importantly, I would say share our top tens straight up. So Andrew, do you mind if I just read through our picks and then you can share your top 10 and I'll share my top 10? Yep. So Andrew, his draft went a little bit like this. The path became a ghost. A boy, by a boy in his kite was first. Second, Sunday I'll make it all up to you by Tyson Motzenbacher. Third, Colony Houses Leave What's Lost Behind. Fourth, The Ascension by Sufjan Stevens. Fifth, Color Theory by Soccer Mommy. Six, Full Hand by Kevin Crowder. Seven, Bartice Strange's Live Forever. Eight, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Nine, Cannot Be Whatsoever by Novo Amore. And um, ten, Dreamland by Coin. My list. Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers takes a top spot. Land Lava, self-titled, number two. Marigold by Pine Grove, three. The Sumpty Town by Jaguar Sun, four. Vacations Forever in Bloom, five. Uncircles by Caspian, six. Shore by Fleet Foxes, seven. Eight, Peopled with Dreams by John Mark McMillan. Nine, Lament by Touche Amore. And ten, You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere by The Districts. But those are not our actual top ten lists, as we have clearly made evident so andrew what is your top 10 list in order just to recount for us yeah so i'll do 10 to 1 that's always fun so uh my 10th is sufjan stevens the ascension my ninth is john mark mcmillan peopled with dreams my eighth is vacations forever in bloom my seventh is soccer mommy's color theory my sixth is leanne lahavis self-titled my fifth is kevin crowder's full hand my fourth is Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. My third is Tyson Motzenbacher. Someday I'll make it all up to you. My second is Colony House, Leave What's Lost Behind. And my number one album is A Boy in His Kites, The Path Became a Ghost. Nate, what is your top ten? Number ten, On Circles by Caspian. Nine, Forever in Bloom by, Va- by Vacations. Eight, A Boy in His Kites, The Path Became a Ghost. Seven, Self-Titled by Leon Lahavas. Six, The Sumpty Town by Jaguar Sun. Five, Shore by Fleet Foxes. Four, Marigold by Pine Grove. Three, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Two, The Districts, their record, You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere. And my number one record, which Andrew stole, and I pr- probably should have picked first, but... Punisher, great selection as well. Someday I'll make it all up to you. Tyson Matzenbacher. All right. That does it for our 2020 recap of everything music, talking our top 10. We will be posting these on our Instagram and our Twitter as well at LDL Pod. And we really, this is the time of year we put our list together. We know a lot of you put your list together, whether it's top five, top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever list you have of your top albums of the year, we want to see them. We want to see maybe what albums we miss completely. Maybe we didn't listen to certain albums, maybe albums like The Districts that Nate picked that I had no clue all of a sudden, and I'm probably going to listen to and love the album and be like, man, I wish I knew about this album. It maybe could have made my top 10. We want to see your list. We want to see 
what albums we missed. We also want to know, uh, did we get anything right? Not just wrong, but uh, do you agree or disagree with our list? So we'll be posting our actual top 10. We'll also be posting our uh, our draft, and you can pick which draft you think uh, did better. Uh, you can pick Nate's because I think I think he did better, but you can also pick mine because um, I need help you know sometimes so uh so you can vote and uh yeah follow us on instagram twitter you can email us at long distance listening at gmail.com you can make sure you're subscribed and everything for next year we're really pumped not just for 2020 to be over in general even though it was a great year for our podcast um it was basically not a good year for almost everything else um but we're really pumped for 2021 we have some exciting stuff coming up for 2021 and a couple of those exciting things uh we'll share right now actually so nate you want to tell our listeners about some exciting things coming up yeah andrew so our new thing we're going to be doing uh in 2021 is we're going to have episodes at the end of each month called conversations and recommendations where andrew and i will be having a conversation about something music related and we'll also be giving you recommendations of stuff we've listened to in the month Um, new stuff that's come out, or maybe just old stuff that we've been going back to. And it will just really be a chance to be a little more chill, a little more nonchalant, and a little more conversational in the podcast. Another thing that we're looking for is uh, someone to help us with our editing. Uh, We spend a lot of time trying to make sure that episodes are really tight, um, they sound good, well put together, and it involves a lot of time on our end, and so we're able to put out a lot less content because of that. In fact, that's one reason why we want to do conversations and recommendations, because it will involve less editing, be a bit more streamlined. And so if you have a passion for editing and you want to join us, uh, we'd love to uh, give you a trial run, see how it goes and add you to our little long distance listening team you know turn our two into three it would be great and uh yeah so if you're interested in that email us long distance listening at gmail.com or reach out to us over instagram or twitter direct message us whatever it takes uh just one last reminder we have a lot of cool things on our website like our songs of the year playlist which we'll be transitioning next year to a songs of the month playlist And then also we have our 52 list, which is our list of 52 albums from the year that really stuck out to us. All the albums we talked about today are on that, but there's also, my guess is probably around 25 to 30 more albums we didn't get to talk about that are on there as well. So please check that out. All right. So those are some of the things that we are looking forward to in 2021. We're excited for a new year. Thanks for joining us this past year and can't wait to see you in 2021. Have a great day. my concerts back you son of a bitch uh.